ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So last week then you remember we mentioned the different times when dua is more likely to be answered. In this follow-up chapter, we're now going to mention the different circumstances under which your dua is more, uh, uh, most likely or more likely to be answered. These circumstances are not directly connected to a specific time. They are circumstances. And you may be in those circumstances at different times. But whenever you are in one of these circumstances, then making dua at that time, it is more likely to be answered. So here it mentions كَمَا أَنَّ هُنَاكَ أَوْقَاتًا فَاضِلَةً يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَتَحَرَّ الْمُسْلِمُ فِيهَا الدُّعَى فَكَذَلِكَ هُنَاكَ أَحْوَالٌ فَاضِلَةً فِي الْمُسْلِمْ يَزِيدُ فِيهَا قُرْبُهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَإِقْبَالُهُ عَلَيْهِ وَخُشُوعُهُ وَخُضُوعُهُ وَاسْتِكَانَتُهُ يَنْبَغِي عَلَى الْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَكْثُرَ فِيهَا الدُّعَى It's mentioned that just like there are specific times that are virtuous and your dua is more likely to be answered in them, there are certain circumstances for a Muslim when he would be closer to Allah in those circumstances. He would have a greater degree of submission to Allah in those circumstances. So when they arise, a servant should take that opportunity to increase in making dua during those circumstances in order to have more possibility of his dua being answered to. One of those circumstances is the obvious and that is during the prayer. Whenever you are in prayer, praying one of your prayers, the daily prayers, the sunnah prayers, when you are in the circumstance of praying, whatever time that might be, the early morning prayer, the midday prayer, fajr, dhuhr, asr, maghrib, isha, in between the nawafil prayers, Whenever you are in a state of prayer, then that is a time for dua. عندما يقف العبد بين يدي الله خاشعا خاضعا متذللا منيبا ولا سيما حال السجود فإن العبد في سجوده يكون قريبا من ربه. So when you stand or when a servant stands before Allah with submission and humility before his Lord 
and especially in the part of prostration. Because when a servant is in the prayer in prostration, that is when you are closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَيَنْبَغِي فِي هَذِهِ الْحَالِ أَنْ يُكْثِرَ مِنْ دُعَاءِ اللَّهِ وَسُؤَالِهِ وَمُنَاجَاتِهِ So at that time, when you're in that state, the state of prayer, and in particular, the state of prostration within prayer, then it is suitable and befitting that a Muslim strives to make dua and plentiful dua, calling upon Allah at that time. لِعِظَمِ قُرْبِهِ فِيهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلُ Due to the greatness of how close he is to Allah during that time in prostration. Rawa Muslim fi sahihi min hadithi Abi Hurairah radiyallahu anhu anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal aqrabu ma yakunu al-abdu min rabbihi wa huwa sajid fa-akfiru al-du'a. It's mentioned in sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that the closest a servant is to his Lord is when you are in prostration. So increase in your dua and do a lot of dua at that time when you're in prostration. وَرَوَى مُسْلِمٌ فِي صَحِيحِهِ عَنِ ابْنِ عَبَّاسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالْ And Muslim also reported in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abdullah ibn Abbas رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said أَلَا إِنِّي نُهِيتُ أَنْ أَقْرَأَ الْقُرْآنَ رَاكِعًا أَوْ سَاجِدًا فَأَمَّا الرُّكُوعُ فَعَظِّمُوا فِيهِ الرَّبِّ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَأَمَّا السُّجُودِ فَاجْتَهِدُوا فِي الدُّعَاءِ فَقَمِنٌ أَنْ يُسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ The Messenger said that I have been prohibited from reciting the Qur'an in ruku' and in sujood. I have been prohibited from reciting the Qur'an in the ruku' or in the sujood. As for the ruku' then instead what you're supposed to do is عَظِّمُوا فِيهِ الرَّبِّ When you say سُبْحَانَ رَبِّيَ الْعَظِيمُ That is the statement you make there. And as for the prostration, you are supposed to strive in making dua. Of course, after the supplication, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, once you've done those, then after that, you strive in making dua when you're in prostration. فَقَمِنٌ أَنْ يُسْتَجَابَ لَكُمْ So it is very high likelihood that you will be answered at that time. أي حقيق that it is something likely and realistic and possible and more likely that you will be answered at that time when you make dua in prostration in prayer.
وكذلك يتحرى الدعاء في آخر الصلاة قبل السلام بعد الصلاة الإبراهيمية على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Also in the state of prayer besides the prostration which is the greatest time to make dua in Arabic if you're able if not it is allowed to make dua in a different language if you have a specific dua that you need to make Besides that time, another time within the state of prayer is at the end of the prayer before giving the salam, after you've done as-salah al-Ibrahimiyyah, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, all that section. Because it is mentioned uh, by al-Imam Ahmad and al-Tirmidhi and al-Nasai, and other than them from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu qal he said kuntu usalli wan nabiyyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa abu bakr wa umar ma'ahu falamma jalastu bada'tu bithana'i ala Allah thumma salah ala nabiyyi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ثم دعوت لنفسي فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سل تعطاه سل تعطاه He said that I used to pray along with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Abu Bakr, Umar and when I sat I would begin with the praise upon Allah and then I would do the prayers upon the Prophet Allahumma salli ala Muhammad that section then I would make dua for myself make dua for myself and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said sal tu'atah sal tu'atah ask, make dua and you'll be given meaning at that time at the end of the prayer before the salam, make dua and you'll be given. Make dua, ask, sal, ask and you'll be given. Ask and you'll be given. وَرَوَى تِرْمِذِيُّ وَالنَّسَائِيُّ وَغَيْرُهُمَا عَنْ فَضَالَةِ ابن عبيد رضي الله عنه قال سمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رجلا يدعو في صلاته لم يمجد الله ولم يصلي على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عجلت أيها المصلي ثم علمهم رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وسمع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم رجلا يصلي فمجد الله وحمده وصلى على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أدعو تجب وسل تعطى it's mentioned in a hadith of Fudalah ibn Ubaid radiyallahu anhu. He said that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard a man making dua whilst praying. The man was praying and making dua in his prayer and the messenger heard him making his dua in his prayer. And the man at the end of the prayer hadn't read the other parts yet. At-tahiyyatu lillah, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. He hadn't read those parts yet. And straight away he had started making his 
own dua. So the Prophet said to him afterwards, You were hasty. You were too hasty. That rather, he then taught them how to do it properly, that you do the other parts first, At-Tahiyyatulillah and Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Do all of those parts first, then make your dua. He taught them like that. Then afterwards it mentions another time the messenger heard the man praying, making dua, but this time he heard him doing all those other duas first, the prayer ones, then after that doing his own dua. And the messenger then said to him, Ud'u tujab, make dua, it'll be answered, you'll be answered. Ask and you'll be given. So that is another time, another state. That's a state. Anytime you are in a, uh, the prayer, and you're in that final sitting, before the salam, after you've done the du'as, the other du'as, and before the salam, to do your own du'a at that time is another time where the du'a is more likely to be answered. Thirdly, or secondly, if you consider all of that to be the state of prayer, and within that was the state of prostration and the state of sitting at the end. Then after that, وَمِنَ الْأَحْوَالِ الَّتِي يَكُونُ فِيهَا الْمُسْلِمُ حَرِّيًّا بِالْقَبُولِ حَرِّيًّا بِالْقَبُولِ وَإِجَابَةِ الدُّعَاءِ دَعْوَتُهُ حَالَ صُيَامِهِ The third time, or the second time, where it is more likely to have your dua answered, the second state, is the state of fasting. When you are in the state of fasting, you're fasting, then any time during the day, when you make dua, it is more likely to be answered because you are in the state of fasting. That state is a state where you are more likely to be answered in your dua. And there's a hadith reported by Al-Bayhaqi, authenticated by Al-Shaykh Al-Albani, where Anas radiyallahu anhu said, ثَلَاثُ دَعَوَاتٍ لَا تُرَدْ Three du'as, they are not rejected. دَعَوَةُ الْوَالِدْ The du'a of the father, for his children, etc. وَدَعَوَةُ الصَّائِمْ And the du'a of a fasting person. وَدَعْوَةُ الْمُسَافِرِ And the dua of somebody who is in the state of traveling. وَكَذَلِكَ The next one now. كَذَلِكَ عِنْدَمَا يَكُونُ الْمُسْلِمُ مُتَلَبِّسًا بِإِحْرَامِهِ قَاصِدًا بَيْتَ رَبِّهِ The third state, if we call the first one the state of prayer, the second one in the state of fasting. The third one where your dua is more likely to be answered is in the state of being muhrim. In the state of ihram. When you're wearing your ihram and you're in the state of ihram, you made your intention and you're heading towards Mecca. In that state of ihram, then your dua is more likely to be answered also. فَإِنَّ هَذَا مِنْ أَسْبَابِ إِجَابَةِ الدُّعَاءِ رَوَى ابْنُ مَاجَهِ فِي سُنَنِهِ وَغَيْرُهُ بِإِسْنَادٍ حَسَنٍ عَنْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنِ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمَا عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَالَ 
الغازي في سبيل الله والحاج والمعتمر وفد الله دعاؤهم دعاهم فأجابوه وسألوه فأعطاهم It mentions in this hadith authenticated as Hassan by al-Sheikh al-Albani that the person who goes out in battle in jihad for the sake of Allah and the hajji, a person who goes out to do hajj for the sake of Allah or umrah for the sake of Allah then they are the wafdullah like uh, uh, the party or the delegation going out in the path for Allah one has gone out in the path for Allah in jihad the other one has gone out on the path for hajj or umrah they are in the path of Allah and those ones it mentions in the hadith da'ahum fa'ajabu Allah called them and they replied and responded to the call of Allah. Some of them in jihad, some of them in hajj, some of them in umrah. Allah has called us to that, to hajj, to umrah, to jihad. And so these people, they responded to that and they went out in the path of jihad or hajj or umrah. So as a consequence of them responding and accepting and taking on what Allah has called them to do, سَأَلُوهُ فَأَعْطَاهُمْ When they then made their dua to Allah for their affairs, Allah gave it to them, or gives it to them. So in the state of being out for jihad, or the state of being out for hajj, or the state for being out there going to umrah, in the state of ihram, then that is a time for making dua also, and it is a time where the dua is likely to be answered. So that is the... Third one, the first state is the state of prayer. The second state is the state of fasting. The third state is the state of being in ihram, going to do hajj or umrah. And as a subsection of that, we've already briefly mentioned it. أَفْضَلُ مَا يَكُونُ الدُّعَى لِلْحَاجِ يَوْمُ عَرَفَةِ the best time for a person in Hajj to make dua is on the day of Arafah. فَهُوَ يَوْمِ إِجَابَةِ الدَّعْوَاتِ That is the day when the duas are answered. وَإِقَالَةِ الْعَفَرَاتِ وَتَفْرِيجِ الْكُرَبَاتِ وَإِغَافَةِ الْمَلْهُوفِينَ وَقَدْ ثَبَتَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلْعِ سَلَّمْ أَنَّهُ قَالْ خَيْرُ الدُّعَاءِ دُعَاءُ يَوْمِ عَرَفَةِ وَخَيْرُ مَا قُلْتُهُ أَنَا وَالنَّبِيُّونَ مِنْ قَبْلِي لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ So that is the day when the difficulties are removed from the people and those in distress, they are taken out of that distress, meaning the du'as of the people are answered and their difficulties are removed. And it's mentioned in the hadith, that the Prophet ﷺ said, the best of the dua is the dua on the day of Arafah. And the best of what I have said and the Prophets they said before me, from the supplications, is La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah, lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir.
that there is none who is deserving of worship in truth except Allah. He alone without any partners, to him belongs all the dominion, to him is all of the praise, and he is all capable upon everything. If fi hadha al-yawm al-mubarak yaghsha al-nas min al-iman wal-tuma'nina wal-khushu' wal-khudu' ma yakunu sababan liqabul da'awatihim wa iqalati afaratihim because on that day the day of Arafah that is a time when the believers are in a great state of submission to Allah in a great state of humility before their lord in a great state of serenity and tranquility in the worship of Allah. And so in that state, as they are like that, it is then more likely for their dua to be answered. Ibn Taymiyyah mentioned, مِنَ الْمَعْلُومِ أَنَّ الْحَجِيجَ عَشِيَّةَ عَرَفَةَ يَنْزِلُ عَلَى قُلُوبِهِمْ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ وَالرَّحْمَةِ وَالنُّورِ وَالْبَرَكَةِ مَا لَا يُمْكِنُ التَّعْبِيرَ عَنْهُ He said it is well known, it is known that the hujjaj, the pilgrims, the hajjis, on the evening of Arafah, mercy and light and blessings and iman descend upon their hearts to an extent that you cannot express It cannot be expressed in words. The level of that light and mercy and iman and blessings that descend upon the hearts of the believers on that day of Arafah. وَفِي الْحَجِّ أَمْكِنَةٌ خَاصَّةٌ يَنْبَغِي لِلْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَقِفَ بِهَا وَيَتَحَرَّى فِيهَا الدُّعَاءَ اقْتِدَاءً بِالنَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم And when you're in that state of ihram, there are certain places in Hajj where you should try, if possible, to make dua there. And it's likely to be answered at those places. So for example, حَيْثُ ثَبَتَ عَنْهُ أَنَّهُ كَانَ يَقِفُ فِيهَا وَيَسْتَقْبِلُ الْقِبْلَةِ وَيَدْعُ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلُ وَهِيَ بِالْأَخَصِ سِتَّةُ أَمَاكِنْ so there are six places in specific when you're in Hajj where you should try, if possible, to stop and make dua. But as Sheikh Al-Fawzan said, these days the crowding, etc., you may not be able to stop at those specific locations, especially with the tours and the buses and the way the groups move together. But if possible, then there are six locations from the Sunnah that a person should try and stop and make dua at. One obviously is Arafah, that's already mentioned, Arafah. Then also, Filmash'ar al-Haram. As it mentions in the Qur'an, فَإِذَا أَفَضْتُمْ مِنْ عَرَفَاتٍ فَاذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ عِنْدَ الْمَشْعَرِ الْحَرَامِ That when you leave Arafah, then remember Allah at Al-Mash'ar al-Haram. And it's mentioned in the hadith of Jabir, أَنَّهُ رَكِبَ الْقَصْوَىٰ حَتَّى أَتَى الْمَشْعَرِ الْحَرَامِ الْمَشْعَرَ الْحَرَامِ فَاسْتَقْبَلَ الْقِبْلَةَ فَدَعَاهُ وَكَبَّرَهُ وَهَلَّلَهُ وَوَحَّدَهُ فَلَمْ يَزَلْ وَاقِفًا حَتَّى أَصْفَرَ جِدًّا فَدَفَعَ قَبْلَ أَنْ تَطْلَعَ الشَّمْسِ Al-Mash'ar al-Haram is then near the Muzdalifah area. 
is a specific area next to Muzdalifa, near the Muzdalifa section, that the Prophet used to go and stand there on the morning of Eid, basically, because after Arafah you go to Muzdalifa, sleep the night there, then in the morning you head off to do the stoning, shaving, slaughtering, tawaf, etc. On that morning he would go to Al-Mash'ar Al-Haram, which is in that Muzdalifa area, and he would make dua there, and then he would uh, set off before the actual sunrise began. Then also that's two. The third place, Safa and Marwa. It is in the sunnah when you're doing sa'i between Safa and Marwa, every time you get to one of them, stop, make dua, then get to the other one, stop, make dua, then when you get to the other one, stop, make dua. Seven times you have to go around, every time you get to one of them, it's the sunnah, you stop and make dua, then carry on. Not just keep going around one to the next, to the next, to the next, just keep going and finish your seven. Every time you get to one, Safa, stop, make dua. When you get to Marwa, stop, make dua. That's how you're supposed to do it. So that is another time and a place where the dua is likely to be answered. Again, it's mentioned in the hadith of Jabir that the Prophet wasallam would stand at Safa and Marwa and make dua there, that he would do the takbir first, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Then he would say, La ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lahu lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa ala kulli shayin qadir. And you do that three times. Yasna'u thalika thalatha marrat wa yad'u wa yasna'u ala al-marwa mitla thalik. So you read that dua, make your dua. Read that dua, make your dua. Read that dua, make your dua. Three times. Then when you get to marwa, same thing. Three times. Back to Safa, three times. Back to Marwa, three times. You make your du'as. Each time between Safa and Marwa when you get to them. The next location, بَعْدَ رَمْيَ الْجَمْرَتَيْنَ الصُّغْرَى وَالْوُسْطَى After, when you do the stoning, on Eid day, you only do one pillar. But then the next days after Eid, when you go to do the stoning, it's all three pillars. When you stoned the first one, you're supposed to stop and make dua, face the qibla, make dua, then go to the second one, do the stoning, stop, face the qibla, make dua, and the third one, then you continue. So, every time you come to stone, on the 11th day, the 12th day, and maybe the 13th if you stay, when you stone the first two, there's a dua after each one, stop and make dua, then carry on to the third and go. So that is a time for the dua to be made also, and that's mentioned in Sahih al-Bukhari, from Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma kana yarmi al-jamrata ad-dunya bi-sab'i hasayat wa yakabbiru ala ithri kulli hasa thumma yataqaddam hatta yushila fayaqum mustaqbila al-qiblah fayaqum tawilan yad'u wa yarfa'u yadayhi thumma yarmi al-wusta thumma ya'khudhu dhata al-shimal fayushil ويقوم مستقبل القبلة فيقوم طويلا ويدعو ويرفع يديه ويقوم طويلا ثم يرمي جمرة العقبة العقبة من بطن الوادي ولا يقف عندها ثم ينصرف فيقول هكذا رأيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم So he mentions here that the messenger when he got to the first pillar there's three pillars that you stone when he got to the first one he would do the stoning then he would step aside face the قبلة and make a long dua then he'd go to the middle pillar, do the stoning, step aside, make a long dua facing the qibla. Then go to the third one, stone, and leave instantly. There's no dua after that one. 
Then the next day when you come back, same thing. You stone the first pillar, stop, face the qibla, stand aside, make dua. Then get to the middle one, stone it, stand aside, make the dua. That is also a time for the dua. So those are the various locations in Hajj, the various places during Hajj, where a person should strive to make the dua, and those places it is more likely again for the dua to be answered, because those places are established, that the Prophet ﷺ used to make dua at those locations. Then, there's a section here, مَنْ تُسْتَجَابُ دَعْوَتُهُمْ Who are the types of people whose dua is answered? مَنْ تُسْتَجَابُ دَعْوَتُهُمْ So we've talked about the times and the states where your dua is more likely to be answered. But what about in terms of a person himself? What kind of a person is going to have his dua more likely to be answered? So here then it now mentions, he says, لَعَلِّ أُشِيرُ هُنَا إِلَى جُمْلَةٍ مِنْ نُصُوصِ السُنَّةِ الْوَارِدَةِ فِي مَنْ لَا تَرُدْ وَتُرَدْ دَعْوَتُهُمْ That there are certain texts in the revelation, in the sunnah, that highlight the types of people whose dua is not rejected. So it is mentioned, and some of these we've covered in the states, etc. A person who is fasting until he opens his fast, during the day as he is fasting, it is mentioned in some narrations, the fasting person, his dua is not rejected. And da'watul musafir, a person who's traveling, that his dua is not rejected. وَدَعْوَةُ walid لِوَلَدِهِ أَوْ عَلَيْهِ The dua that a father makes for his child, or even makes against his child. The dua of the father for his child. وَدَعْوَةُ الْمَظْلُومِ And the dua of the oppressed one. Somebody who has been oppressed and wronged, then he makes dua, that is, from the dua that is not rejected. And that is even mentioned in regards to the kuffar. That even the kafir who is oppressed, that his dua may be accepted. So it's mentioned in the hadith of Anas, ثَلَاثُ دَعْوَاتٍ لَا تُرَدْ Three duas are not rejected. دَعْوَةُ الْوَالِدِ The dua of the father. وَدَعْوَةُ الصَّائِمِ And the dua of the fasting one. وَدَعْوَةُ الْمُسَافِرِ And the dua of the traveling one. And in another narration, ثَلَاثُ دَعْوَاتٍ يُسْتَجَابِ لَهُنَّ لَا شَكَّ فِيهِنَّ Three duas, they are answered and there is no doubt in them. دَعْوَةُ الْمَظْلُومِ The dua of the one who is oppressed. And he makes dua. وَدَعْوَةُ الْمُسَافِرِ And the dua of the traveler. وَدَعْوَةُ الْوَالِدِ لِوَلَدِهِ And the dua of the father for his child. So as for the dua of the oppressed one, it's mentioned in the hadith of Mu'adh, or the hadith of Ibn Abbas regarding Mu'adh, رضي الله عنهم, when he was sent to Yemen, the messenger said to him, وَاتَّقِ 
da'awata al-mazlum fa innaha laysa baynaha wa bayna Allah hijab the messenger told him be wary be wary be careful regarding the dua of an oppressed person because there is no barrier between the dua of an oppressed one and Allah meaning the dua it goes directly to Allah there is no barrier stopping the dua of someone oppressed when he makes dua uh, and there are many examples the sheikh says in the various books uh, talking about these types of duas that were actually answered for people real life examples they are mentioned in many different examples uh, in different books also from the types of people whose dua is answered is when a muslim when a person a muslim makes dua for his brother for another muslim without telling him you make dua for another muslim without him knowing da'awatu al-muslim li akhihi al-muslim bi dhahri al-ghayb bi dhahri al-ghayb la turad without the other person knowing you make dua for him then that isn't rejected it's mentioned in the hadith of um ad-darda in sahih muslim radiyallahu anha annaha qalat li safwan aturidu al-hajj al-'am qal faqultu na'am qalat fad'u Allah lana bi khair fa inna an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam kana yaqul da'watu al-mar'i al-muslimi li akhihi bi dhahri al-ghayb mustajaba 'inda ra'sihi malakun kullama da'a li akhihi bi khair qala al-malaku al-muwakkal bih amin walaka bimithal it's mentioned in this hadith how umm ad-darda uh, she mentioned to Safwan, do you want to do Hajj this year? He said, yes. She said to him, in that case, make dua for us, for goodness. For indeed the messenger said, the dua of a person for his Muslim brother without him knowing is answered. Because there is an angel at your head and every time you make dua for your Muslim brother, who doesn't know, then the angel who is there with you, every time you make dua for him, says, Ameen to your dua for your brother. And then says, وَلَكَ بِمِثَلْ And you will get the equivalent too. That if you are sincerely making dua for your brother for something, for some issue, the angel says, Ameen to your dua for your brother, and says, and for you will be the same. You will get that dua as well, even though you're not even making it for yourself. You're sincerely making it for your brother. And the angel says, وَلَكَ بِمِثَلَ And for you, you will have the likes of that also, the, the reward of that, the equivalent of that. And also, it's mentioned, وَمِمَّا وَرَدَ فِي السُنَّةِ فِي إِجَابَةِ الدُّعَى مَا ثَبَتَ فِي صَحِيحِ الْبُخَارِ From the hadith of Ubadah ibn al-Samit, رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال, مَنْ تَعَارَّ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ فَقَالَ إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ لَهُ الْمُلْكُ وَلَهُ الْحَمْدُ وَهُوَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ حَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ ثُمَّ قَالَ اللَّهُمَّ اغْفِرْ لِي أَوْ دَعَا اسْتُجِيبَ لَهُ 
فَإِن تَوَضَّأَ وَصَلَّا أُبِلَتْ صَلَاتُهُ When a person awakens at night, recites the dua, لا إله إلا الله, what we mentioned there, and then after that, he says, Oh Allah, forgive me, or makes any other dua, it is answered for him. And when he then makes wudu and prays, his prayer is accepted from him. So that is during the night time generally. And ما من مسلم يبيت على ذكر الله طاهرا فيتعار من الليل فيسأل الله خيرا من الدنيا والآخرة إلا أعطاه الله إياه. And again, a Muslim who goes to sleep upon the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa taala. And then during the night time when he awakens and he makes dua for goodness in this world and in the afterlife, then his dua is also answered. And generally the shaykh says, the closer a person is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, more iman a person has, the more obedient a person is, then the more likelihood of your dua being answered. And then if you also make your dua by calling upon the names of Allah in the dua, calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via His various names, uh, and making tawassul via His names, like, O Ar-Rahman, have mercy upon me. O Al-Ghafoor, have forgiveness for me. So you call upon the names of Allah that are relevant to the dua you're making, and by doing so, that is a means of tawassul to your dua being answered. By calling upon Allah by the relevant name to the dua that you want to ask for. So those are some of the types of people whose dua will be answered. And along with the different states that the dua is answered in. So perhaps that's where we'll conclude on today. Slightly delayed again today. But uh, we'll perhaps round off on that today and start the next chapter next time, inshaAllah ta'ala. Any questions or anything to add there? What was homework? Anybody? Go on then. Sheikh Bin Baz, Sheikh Al Thaymin, Sheikh Al Fawzan as well. Then they all mentioned if you end up in that situation where you've prayed and you've done your witr and you've gone to sleep, then you happen to wake up. You hadn't planned it, but you've woken up in the last third of the night. Then you can pray. Just pray normal two, 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 and there's no extra witr to pray afterwards. Nothing else to do. You hadn't planned it. You'd already prayed your witr, and now you end up getting up. So you can pray. You can't. Uh, you don't say, okay, I can't pray because I've already done my witr, you're awake, it's the last third of the night. You can pray. You can pray at the hajj that night uh, and you don't have to do anything else to it. Uh, that that appears to be the case. And some of the scholars do have fatawa saying you can't pray at all in that circumstance then because you prayed your witr. But if it occurs on some occasion, like Sheikh Muqbil said there, 
then you can pray. You can pray and there's nothing else you have to do to fix up the fact that you already prayed the witter that night. If, if it's a dua, then your intention is the dua. Your intention is not recitation of the Quran, so it's permissible. And um, the hadith uh, of the Prophet, when he saw the man praying hast- hastily, um, did you ask him to repeat the prayer or not? No, uh, not hastily in the prayer. When the messenger said to him, you've been hasty, that you didn't even do the other du'as. You didn't even do those. And you hastily went straight to your du'a. The hastiness was in that, not in the actual speed of his prayer. So did, did the Prophet ask him to repeat the salah or not? No, Allah, because the narration, I don't know what if uh, in the narration it mentions that he then later read those other du'as. It appears that what he did was do his own du'a first without having read the other parts. And then possibly he read the other parts afterwards. That's why he was told that's hastiness. That you've gone to your own dua first before finishing the supplications of the prayer. That's what it appears to have been. Allah alam. We'll have to look into the hadith more. If uh, uh, he hadn't read the other duas at all, then of course that's uh, problematic and missing out areas of the prayer. But that doesn't seem to be what the case was. It appears to be the hastiness was because he started his own dua before the supplications of the prayer. Allah alam. Alright, we'll leave it on that for today. Resume next week, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, 8.30, was a bit late today, but inshallah 8.30.